Hello, and welcome back to Texas Tech Health Check from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy with help from evidence-based advice from our physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, childhood obesity is a serious problem in the U.S. and puts children and adolescents at risk for poor physical and psychological health. How can parents and caregivers help their children manage their weight? That's what Dr. Amanda Masters, Texas Tech Physicians, Pediatrician and Associate Professor in the School of Medicine, answers for us. Dr. Masters also explains how obesity is measured and helps us debunk myths with truth about childhood obesity. Dr. Masters, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your expertise, and what you do here at the Health Sciences Center? So I am one of the faculty members here in the Department of Pediatrics, and so I have my pediatric clinic and see my patients there, but I'm also teaching within the medical school and working with our students at each level as they progress through and our, and our residents in pediatrics as well. Well, again, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Is childhood obesity a serious health problem in Texas and in the U.S.? Yes, it, it is. So the Academy of Pediatrics actually put out a new policy statement and uh, practice guideline earlier this year directly related to childhood and adolescent obesity. And so the rates are currently nationwide. Uh, there's over 14 million children and adolescents that currently fall into the category of overweight and obesity. That makes it the most common chronic health problem for kids in the U.S. The percentage for that is around 20% of kids, and Texas falls in that same percentage. So you're, it's going to vary depending on your county and city and all of those things, but we're sitting right at about at about 20% of kids. How is childhood obesity measured, and is it different for children at various stages in their lives? So we measure and define obesity based on your BMI, your body mass index, and that is different for kids than adults. So in kids, we actually put that on a graph because it's expected to be different at different stages in their development. So we expect our little kids, our like two to six-year-olds to actually be pretty thin. And then you're going to move into the kind of pre-adolescent range and they may not be quite as thin and then kind of progress through puberty, in which case we're going to be more of an adult body type. So what are some of the main causes of obesity? I think we're inclined to say that kids don't play outside anymore. They're always in front of a screen. What, what are the causes? It's actually really complicated. So part of it is our lifestyle. Part of it is that we're not outside. We're not as active. We, you know, we aren't moving just as part of our normal day, but there is a genetic component to it. There is 
a really socioeconomic, social driving component as well. And that's why you see some variability in location. If I'm in a location where it's harder for me to play outside and be safe doing that, then you see higher rates of obesity. Whereas I can be in a different location, maybe somewhere a little bit more rural and parents have more freedom to be like, go, like, go play in the backyard, go do those things. So then what are the health risks? So the, the health risks are really significant. Basically we see children developing diseases that were traditionally allocated to adults. And so we see children getting high blood pressure. We see children developing type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, having high cholesterol and all the associated things that go along with that. And the challenge, even from that standpoint, is those are diseases that harm our body over time. And so the younger we are when they start to affect us, the more time we have for them to cause really serious problems for our health and our body overall. Well, then what can parents and caregivers do to help their children manage their weight? And is there a healthy weight for children to watch their weight? So really, it's about establishing healthy lifestyle habits. So I, I would suggest, and the, the research would say, it's not so much about focusing on the number on the scale or really talking to your child about going on a diet or those kinds, kinds of things. It's about establishing a healthy lifestyle. And that's something that we can do as a family that is going to benefit everyone in the family, whether they need to lose weight or not. And so really working on, as a family, we're going to go for a walk after dinner. If it's, you know, like we had trouble in Texas this summer where you're like, I can't go for a walk because it's 110 outside. (laughs) And so maybe we do some sort of free exercise, something on YouTube or turn on some music and are silly and dancing in the living room. Whatever that looks like to get us moving as a family and having some fun is going to be really important. As adults, I think sometimes we see exercise as this thing that I have to do, and it's more of a job. But for kids, and hopefully for us too, it should be fun. If we can be moving, get our heart rate up, and having fun at the same time, we're going to keep doing it. If, it, if it's a job, we're not going to. <laughs> and so that's one thing. And then, again, as a family, not necessarily saying that certain things are off limits, because what that does to us as humans is tend to make us really, really want that thing. But if we can make our home as healthy as possible, saying we're going to have fruits and vegetables, we're not going to stock sodas in the fridge, we're going to, you know, drink water, not juices, all of those kinds of things in our home, then we're automatically going to do better. And then, hey, my best friend's having a birthday party, go eat pizza and have cake and have a good time. But it's not a daily event. 
Okay, so can you please confirm or deny some myths about childhood obesity? Um, overweight parents have overweight children. So not necessarily. Again, it does go back to that home and our overall lifestyle. So certainly if we as a family are more sedentary, we tend to eat higher calorie, less nutritious foods as a family. You will see that kind of a transition through generations. But we can also have parents that are very normal weights that have children that are overweight or parents that are overweight that have children that are perfectly normal and and healthy as far as their weight goes. And so it's not a direct response, but certainly our lifestyle matters. What about children outgrowing their baby fat when they hit puberty? That's another one that is not 100% true. So yes, kids will tend to put on a little bit of weight as they're heading into adolescence, getting ready for those really big growth spurts that happen at puberty. But that's minimal, and they don't tend to like slide into that overweight category with that. And so at that level, yes, it it will you know go away as they as they grow. But if we're truly overweight, you can't count on puberty fixing that. Should children eat an organic diet in order to lose or maintain their weight? Certainly, if we eat a less processed diet, that's better for all of us. Whether or not that has to be organic, I think. We have to make decisions based on what we what we can access and what we can do. And so if the organic apple costs three times more than the non-organic apple, we can afford the one that isn't organic, wash it up really good, you're still going to get all the nutrition from that apple. And so I think we have to make some decisions based on what we can do as a family But if we can have a less processed diet, that's always a good thing. Is snacking bad? Not necessarily. So it depends on the snacks. (laughs) If we're hitting very sugary snacks, if we're getting, you know, the the chips, the fried foods, those kinds of things, then yes, (laughs) snacking is bad. But if... We're snacking on fruits and vegetables. We're getting some, some, you know, roasted nuts, lean protein, something along those lines. It's not because what happens is if we can eat small meals and have a few snacks through the day, we maintain a really healthy, healthy, steady blood sugar. And we don't tend to overindulge. We don't get as hungry and then overeat because we've kind of lost that that regulation. You, it's the, the same concept of, like, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry because you come back with all this stuff that you didn't need. If we can just kind of keep things steady, so we eat when we're hungry, but we're not ever eating a lot at one time, we do better. And finally, what about people who, are, who say they're big-boned? So certainly, you know, genetics do play a role. 
And so we we are all not, we're not all made to be the same size. We're going to be different heights. We're going to be different shapes, all of those kinds of things. And, and so there is a genetic factor in that, but that's where I would go back to looking at being healthy and establishing that healthy lifestyle, because that looks very similar for all of us. So that then is going to take away some of that aspect of we're just all like this, because if we're really working on being healthy, then yes, you may be a little larger than your friend sitting next to you in the classroom, but we're going to fall within that normal healthy range. And, and that's what we're looking for. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think the main thing, and this is where it's hard, we get very hung up as a society with the number on the scale and even the, the size in our, in our clothes. And that's where, again, we are not all made to be the same. We, we are all different. And, you know, especially for adolescents, they see those models, the actresses and all that. And, and the reality is most of us are not supposed to be a size two. <laughs> but we can be incredibly healthy. And if we focus on health, we focus on trying to make those decisions through the day of, I'm going to move, I'm going to be active, I'm going to try to give my body the nutrition that it needs. You know, that means I'm going to stay away from the extra sugars. I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from the, you know, fried foods and all of those things. And what you'll automatically see is the number on the scale will get better. And so I, I would say, you know, kind of trying, especially for children, not to necessarily focus on those numbers, but really focus on what we can do as a family to be healthy. Well, thank you so much for all this great information. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. Texas Tech Health Check is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by Tierra Castillo, Susana Cisneros, Mark Hendricks, Kay Williams, Tyler White, and me, Melissa Whitfield. <laughs>